Hello, friends, and welcome to the Lifestyle Engineering Podcast. This is your host, Dr. B, your lifestyle engineer. In this podcast, we help you escape the rat race and find purpose-led, meaningful work. We help you design systems that make it easy for you to succeed. We give you tools and strategies to build your productivity, to free your time and attention for the things that matter most. Live by design, not by default. Let's get it. Hello, 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 friends, and welcome to this episode of the Lifestyle Engineering Podcast. Today, it's all about mindset because mindset is so foundational to everything else that you'll be doing. This is a simple process to shift your mindset and get you unstuck and ready to take action and do the impossible. You know, so many of us have tried different things and just never got it to stick or never took the action in the first place. And a lot of these new ideas are just not implemented or they fail. It's not because we don't know. Some people know that they're stuck in their career and they could do something different, but they still don't make a change. So it's not because of lack of knowledge. It's not because of weak intention or lack of willpower because willpower is highly overrated. But it's really because those action steps can conflict with what we hold deeply, our own internal beliefs and our mental models, our mindset. So a lot of times we don't actually behave how we say we are, but we behave in the way that's more consistent to how we really think. So for example, you might think you need a career change, you're stuck, and you say you want something different, but you don't take the action. It's because internally you've told yourself stories about work and what work should be and what work could be and who you are and what you can do. We act on these internal beliefs and less on what we say we're about, and then we try to rationalize it later. And the truth is we can never outperform our own self-image. And that is really a powerful statement. You cannot outperform your own self-image. And a lot of times we're limited not by what we can truly do, but by what we believe we can do. And I'll give you an example of something that I realized about myself. When I was in college and in grad school, I belonged to a whole bunch of organizations. And particularly when I was in grad school, there was the opportunity to lead in one of the organizations I was really passionate about. And I had been in a leadership position before, but this time it was the opportunity to be the president of the organization. And a couple of people had asked me, you know, do you want to do it? I think you'd be good. And I said, no, I really like being secretary because I have all these great skills that really work well with this particular job and not president. And besides, this organization was one that was set up and dedicated in the beginning primarily for African-Americans. And I was not an American, I was an immigrant. So I felt that it should be led by an African-American. At least that's what I said to rationalize it. And that year, I did not run for president. And the person who became president was less than stellar in that job. And a lot of us within the organization would grumble and talk about, you know, how badly the organization was doing, the lack of leadership. 
And somebody reminded me that I told you you should have run for president. Do you think you could have done a better job? And if I, and I was honest with myself and realized that, yes, I could have done a better job. The only reason that I really did not even attempt to do it was because deep down, I really thought that I was secretary material and not presidential material. And that took me a long time to really figure this out and be honest about it. And one of the things that helped me do that is I did a 360 evaluation when I was at work. And one of the pieces of feedback that I got said, when you are given the opportunity to lead, you need to lead because you can. And that was when I looked back and saw some of those times in my life where I shied away. I played small and rationalized it later with some excuse as to why I don't think I should, I should do it. So that's one example in my life. And I'm sure you can think of some in your life too. You can never outperform your own self-image. And that was my problem. My self-image was of a great secretary, a great back-of-the-house person who did all these organizational things behind the scenes but didn't really come to the forefront. That's how I saw myself, and I just could not outperform that. So what does it mean for you? You need to recognize that a major reason why we don't necessarily act according to what we say we believe is because we really don't believe it. Your subconscious works on what you believe. It gives you what you think you deserve. So we need to examine these core beliefs about ourselves and how they impact the actions that we take or do not take. So what does this mean for you? This means examining and removing the limiting beliefs in your life. And that will break down the barriers to taking the action that you need to take. And so here are some tools that you can use to remove those limiting beliefs. One is set up some kind of reflective practice. The only way I found out and I identified those beliefs that I had was because I had the opportunity to reflect on it, particularly after that 360 review that I did. And listen, if you ever want to be broken down and stripped to the bone, go do a 360. You will never be the same person again. So set up a reflective practice. There's two parts to this. The first part is a regular reflective practice. This means setting up a time, and I recommend it to be daily, that you set aside for reflection. Make it a time that you can actually stick with. For me, it's been very, very early in the morning. I'm usually the only one up. It's quiet. It's the first thing that I do once I have my coffee or tea. For me, it involves journaling, so I write things down every day. I also include three items of gratitude, and I just keep track of what's going on. And that helps me to see how I've grown and have changed and what's been happening in a particular time. So the important thing here is to pick a time, a regular daily practice. It could be in the morning first thing, like me. It could be right before bed, if that works better for you. It could be on your commute, for example. So I wouldn't recommend you try writing on your commute, but maybe you could use the voice notes section on your phone to take some notes and reflect as you drive. The second part of the reflective practice is developing your on-the-fly reflection skills. It means being able to reflect on why you think what you think while you're thinking it. And that's harder to do. When you identify yourself thinking something that is limiting, to be able to identify it and start asking yourself some questions. And this takes us to the next 
part of the process, which is to develop those inquiry skills. One of the things that's really important to do is to start asking yourself why. Why do I think this? What has led me to think this? So here are some questions. Why did I take this action or why did I not take this action? What belief has led me to that action or inaction? Is that belief well-founded? What conclusions did I draw? Why did I draw those conclusions? Were those sound conclusions? What assumptions about the world did I make? Were these assumptions valid? What data did I use to draw those conclusions? What are the real facts here? Are there other facts that I didn't take into consideration? Remember, you're entitled to your opinion, but you're not entitled to your own facts. That's very important to distinguish because what happens is that there's a lot of information coming at us all the time, but we only use some of that information to make our decisions and to generate our conclusions. And it's really important to understand that what you see and what you perceive about the world is being filtered through your own process, right? It's influenced by your culture and your upbringing. All of these things play into how you see the facts. So two people can look at the same situation and come across with entirely different meaning. So it's really important to ask yourself, what did I really see? And what assumptions and conclusions did I draw from what I actually saw? So I'll use the example I spoke about earlier, not being president of an organization when I had the opportunity. If I had had those skills back then, I would ask myself, why do you not want to be president? Why did you not run? And I would use my excuse, well, I'm a really good secretary. And I think that's where my skills are best. And two, I think this is an organization that was really meant for African-Americans and I'm not, I'm an immigrant. So I think an African-American should run this. If I had asked myself why, why do I think it needs to be a certain type of person to run it? Why do I think that my skills are only for a secretary and couldn't be applied to the presidency? For example, a good question I could have asked myself was, if I had known another person who had very good leadership skills, who had the passion for the organization, but who wasn't African-American, maybe came from somewhere else, would I tell this person, no, you shouldn't be the president because you're not from here? I wouldn't. So why, why did I tell that to myself? And the conclusion I would have to come to, if I was being honest, was that my self-image was that of a secretary, somebody who was in the back, in the back scenes, and not being president. And I would have had to bust that limiting belief to really understand that absolutely I could have made a good president. I could apply those leadership skills that I had to that particular office. So the first part was setting up a reflective practice. The second part was developing inquiry skills. And the third part of the process is to audit. Remember, what is measured is what gets done. So you have to audit yourself and make sure that you're actually keeping up with these new actions. So one I would advise you to do is to find a way to track your reflective practice. I use a simple checklist of things I'm supposed to do every day and one of which is journal. And I have a calendar and I check it off on paper every day that I do my journaling up among some other things. And what that allows me to do is I can see at a glance where I have holes, where I didn't do the things I was supposed to do and I can correct it right then and there. And when I journal, I also keep track of how many days it's been since I've done it every single day. And importantly, it's a meta-reflection. 
look back at the things that you journaled or the things that you kept track of on your reflective practice and look at your results. What has changed in your life? Were you able to take action? What happened? The fourth part of this process is take an action. In a previous podcast, I talked about actions are self-signaling. Yes, what we believe does affect our actions, but our actions also affect what we believe about ourselves. So if you want to change what you believe, one of the things that you need to do is to take a different action. If you want to, let's say, eat right, get fit, start behaving like someone who eats right and is fit behaves. If you want to generate wealth, start acting like somebody who is wealthy. Make the kinds of decisions that they would make. Work your finances like they would work it. And so those actions will start changing your beliefs about yourself. It's a different kind of fake it till you make it, right? So friends, that's a simple process to help bust those limiting beliefs and shift your mindset. And then take action, which is the most important step. Reflective practice, inquiry skills, auditing, and then taking new action. Implement those and start to see some changes in your life. Thanks for joining me and see you again next time. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Lifestyle Engineering Podcast. If you haven't already, please take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. We'll see you next time.